basically where these discussion pieces started is is coming up with creative ways, potentially exploring options on how we could create money, um, revenue streams, um, which is difficult to do as a fire department. At the last city council meeting, you got the go-ahead on uh, developing, creating a fire recovery fee program. Would you mind explaining what that is and how it works? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is not a unique program. There's 150 communities within the state of Illinois alone that do something similar to this. Uh, we, we fully vetted this thing. We sat down with all of the uh, council members, city manager, mayors individually, asked them, as I put this presentation forward, you know, what do you see? And we tweaked it along the way. And what we ended up with is that we can create guarantees through this contract with potentially whatever company we end up using um, to guarantee that no taxpayer is going to see a bill. This is basically us um, or me personally going through all of these incidents and and if there's any provisions within homeowners policies, um, auto insurance policies, and so the provisions read potentially fire department, fire department services rendered. Um, and then it would just be us working with that company and p- being able to try to garner those funds back. There have been some prominent promotions within the fire department over the last few weeks. Would you mind telling me about some of those? Yeah, um, I'm sure most people followed, at least I hope, um, in regards to the fire chief search. And um, myself and uh, at, at that time, Assistant Chief uh, Rick Morgan put in for the job. Um, and, and fortunately, I did get it. Um, That being said, as we unfolded through that process, um, Rick Morgan, uh, 52 years old, 29 and a half years of service, um, he elected to retire last month. Um, And I I just I think that that's worth mentioning because Rick is such a or was or is (laughs) I mean, because he's still alive, um, such an impact to our community. Honestly, um, it, it was a pleasure working with Rick and he elected to retire. He earned that. Um, And so as we went through that time and as hard as that was for us, the bright side of that is, is where we're at today. Um, We have the ability to get a new assistant chief and that's Tony Cummings. He's a 1992 graduate of Peoria High School along with myself. We were classmates. Um, And some people may look at that. Oh, here we go again. You know, favoritism. Tony's earned this promotion. He has a master's degree in fire science. Um, He is a great value to our community and he is an excellent professional firefighter. He's been a paramedic for 24 years. Um, so as t- Tony was brought forward um, to assistant chief, that had us the ability to promote uh, division chief. And Lori Baxter, 1988 graduate of Peoria Richwoods. Um, obviously, you're seeing a common theme. Um, we have Peoria products in Peoria positions, and I, I like that probably the most about this whole thing. Um, Lori and I came on the job together. Once again, probably people look at that and say there's a little bit of favoritism, um, and there's not. Lori has earned this job. Um, it's, it's difficult for us to find females interested in a male-dominant profession, and Lori has stood the test of time, and she's worked all ranks. Um, she's worked on the executive board with Peoria Firefighters Local 50, worked in several fundraisers with local charities. Um, she is just an excellent asset to our department, whether she's at the rank of firefighter or at the rank of division chief of operations. So um, those two promotions are extremely important to us, also from the standpoint of we have had crazy, crazy turnover in our administration and our command staff. And hopefully, you know, God willing, everyone remains healthy. Um, we're young. 
Um, we still have many years to work, and, and it's going to provide long-term leadership for our for our department. And it, it's worth mentioning, Lori came from the ranks of battalion chief, so we did have the ability to make a battalion chief promotion. And Ryan Calhoun, um, you know, with his 23 years of service, um, was promoted to the rank of battalion chief. Another piece of this, right, is the apprenticeship program that's returning. Um, I believe applications close at the end of this month, right? And last time we talked to you, uh, there was around four applicants. Uh, what's that number at now? <laughs> it's not four. It's it's 17. So we're very excited about that. And so this does lead into recruitment and retention. Uh, us starting this apprenticeship program is extremely important to the success of this department. And there's other skilled labor that have apprentice. Um, we had a cadet program, which is a little bit different. We are skilled labor. And there's just no way around that. So creating this apprenticeship program is going to create longevity for the future, getting youth interested in our job earlier in their lives. But that also leads to the, the possible diversification, you know, minority recruitment, all these things. We're going to have the ability to impact three people's lives who hopefully then take that challenge and want to impact the community in a positive way. So we're excited about the number 17, having that many applicants. That's, that's very exciting. It closes at the end of this month, so I would challenge anybody who's considering, you know, wanting to apply for this. Um, get your names in. We're going to be doing interviews the month of April. Um, get our committee together the month of May. Make three selections, and, and they'll start June first. There was a, a major fire incident late Monday night that included during the the process a shift rotation. Would you describe a little bit about how the response to an incident of that size works when you're you're bridging the gap between different, uh, I guess, sets of personnel? Yeah, that's very challenging, um, and, and it potentially, from the outside looking in, creates confusion, right, that you have crews that work together on a daily basis, 24 hours a day, um, and then the element of someone being there, and then all of a sudden you have just one person that's not part of your crew. I would uh, just let the Peoria community know that this fire department, our professional firefighters, are some of the best in the state, if not the whole country, and they adapt very well. Um, so where it does have the potential of creating a little bit of confusion, um, our guys swoop right in and they understand what their jobs are and what their requirements are, and they do an excellent job every single day. The fire Monday is believed to potentially be intentionally set, an arson situation. What's going on in that investigation right now, if anything, that you can tell us about? Yeah, it, it's tough during these when you have an active investigation. So um, Peoria Fire Department has two arson investigators, and they do an incredibly good job, and that's Brad Pearson and Josh Harris, and they're leading the investigation on this particular thing. So once we have more information to provide, we'll provide that. And the uh, arson investigators also brought on two new arson-sniffing dogs mm -hmm. last year. Um, were they on scene Monday? Uh, have they seen much deployment? And how has that program been going so far? The program's been going great. We actually could not be any happier, to be honest with you. Um, but we also knew when we acquired this that it takes time. Uh, we just don't acquire these dogs, and all of a sudden we're like, man, we've got arson dogs. Um, it, 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 it requires a, a, a lot of time, a lot of training. They're about midway through their training in regards to this, and they're, they're ahead of schedule. Um, Brad Pearson's dog's name is Rock. Josh Harris's dog's name is Molly. And both of them are doing an incredibly good job. But that being said, the, the, the long answer to that was yes. Um, Brad Pearson's the lead investigator on this particular fire, and Rock was on the scene. And so what this did give us the ability was to take Rock from a controlled environment into an uncontrolled environment. Right. And so that's part of the learning phase, too. So as they're marking these boxes, Rock did have the ability to work in an uncontrolled environment. And he did. He was very helpful during this investigation.